Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. We have a really value-packed show for you today on the Christian Car Guy. We have so many different kind of things. Number one on the list, how to get your car stolen. <laughs> Just in case you're wondering, yes, today, how do you get your car stolen? Just in case you're wondering. <laughs> and perhaps you can help us out with this one because one in 186 people get to experience this in their lives in the current statistics so if you've ever had your car stolen, uh, we could gain from your experience. You call us and help us with your stolen car story. The number to call in today with that or any question or comment you might have, 866-348-7884. We have lines open. We should be able to get you right in. If you've got that stolen car drama, we'd love to hear it. Then it's only one week away from our first drawing in the Share Your Heavenly Heritage Contest. That's at ChristianCarGuy.com, and we have a lot to share about that contest. And one entry in the Share Your Heavenly Heritage contest, you know, last week we played the first half, but this week we are going to play the second half of this amazing entry. It's powerful. You're going to need to get your tissues out, I'm telling you. It's dramatized. It's out of Salt Lake City. It's a family that seemingly was trapped in Mormonism, and we're going to go ahead and play that coming right up in the second segment. So you want to stay tuned for that. Then at the bottom of the hour, guess what? I'm telling you, it's electric, folks, <laughs> as we get word on the first affordable plug-in hybrid. You heard me right. Affordable and hybrid and plug-in just never seem to all go together. <laughs> well, we got some breaking news on that one. You're going to be excited to hear about that. We've got some folks in Dearborn going to be sharing with us. And that, and our Jesus labor love, that's where we uh, have these uh, ministry for single moms, widows, families with a car crisis. We have some updates. There was a single mom in Indianapolis this week. I, I got to share this story with you. I know it'll bless you as it blessed me, what God's doing with that. And then in our appraisal by the real black book, that's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. In order to share your heavenly heritage, you know, we're asking you to write your testimony in as few as 200 words. And, of course, put that at ChristianCarGuy.com. The interesting thing is the question I keep getting asked is what is a testimony? And I have to tell you, I've had some real eye-opening things that happened in my personal walk with Jesus over this question since we started this contest. And guess what? I get to share that coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by The Real Black Book. Hi, I'm Robbie Dillmore, the Christian Car Guy. 35 years in the retail automobile business, but more importantly, your brother in Christ. The Christian Car Guy show is changing the way people look at their cars. It really is. They need to be paid for. No debt. Watching people buy cars for 35 years going into slavery of huge debt is a heartbreaker. And that's what led us to start the show. Cars need tender, loving care, and they need a name like Old Red. Old Red fixing to turn 333, one-third of a million miles. Think about it. You see old tractors, they've been out there running in the elements since the 40s. Why do you think? Well, truth is, if you maintain your car, it'll last as long as you do. Cars need to be safe and driven safely. 
And like we always talk about, wear your seatbelt. It's amazing how many people die each year just from that one simple idea. <laughs> and don't speed if you're tr- truly, if you're truly following Jesus, and He's in the car ahead of you. Would you be blowing right by Him? I always ask that question. It's estimated Americans waste. Now get this. This is a real statistic. Americans waste 200 million gallons of gas a week on speeding. That's right, 200 million gallons. That's not dollars. That's gallons of gas. So you can see we really don't have necessarily an oil shortage. We just have a sin abundance. (laughs) Again, this is a live show, so please call with any question. We'd love to hear your story, especially this morning. If you've ever had a car stolen, yeah, we're trying to figure out how to get our own car stolen. <laughs> you call us with that drama. We would love to hear it. 866-348-7884. And for the digitally gifted, of course, you can dial 866-34-TRUTH. How cool is that? The Truth Network. You can call 866-34-TRUTH. And as always, the podcast of this show will be up at ChristianCarGuy.com shortly after the show. But I also have to tell you that we posted last week the entire 11 minutes of Linda's testimony, the testimony from the Share Your Heavenly Heritage contest. It's there at ChristianCarGuy.com. Easy enough, you can just listen to that at some point if you don't get a chance to hear it later today, coming up in the second segment. And there are so many things at ChristianCarGuy.com, including a list from the insurance companies of how to get your car stolen. <laughs> They've prepared it. You can enter yourself into the Heavenly Heritage Contest. Share your Heavenly Heritage Contest. We're going to talk a lot about the thousands of dollars in prizes and stuff. First drawing's coming up next week, so you can get that at ChristianCarGuy.com. And then again, one of my favorite parts of the website is the Jesus' Labor of Love. Free car repair labor for single moms and widows across the country. The testimonies that, that come in from this are absolutely phenomenal, but we need more volunteers. We need more people to repair cars. So that's all there at ChristianCarGuy.com, as well as we have the Ask an Experts page. So if you got something come up through the week, you got an insurance question, a body shop question, we have all these experts listed, all our regulars on the Christian Car Guy show at the Ask an Experts page, as well as TV stuff. Oh, man, there's so many articles. I've written hundreds on how to buy a car, sell a car, maintain your car, how to get better gas mileage, 20 tips on how to save gas. It's all there at ChristianCarGuy.com. Now... <laughs> I know somebody out there has gotten their car stolen, but but I'm just going to share with you what the insurance people tell us <laughs> is the way to go ahead and get this thing done, if you've been wondering, okay? To begin with, believe it or not, there's only one person in 18,585 that will ever die in an automobile accident according to the statistics. But one of 186 folks in this country are going to get their car stolen. So this is a, a real thing to be concerned about, and the reason... Not just that you're going to get your car stolen, but what may happen with that car is a significant issue of safety for somebody out there because usually the people that steal these cars are not under control. And so the things that happen with stolen cars are significant, not to mention what you might lose. But the truth is, every 42 seconds, a motor vehicle is stolen in the United States. So in the 10 minutes (laughs) we've been doing this show, 10 cars got gone. Now, one of the best ways to get your car stolen, according to these insurance folks, is to live in one of these cities. Now, the top, really, out of the top 10, it looks like about eight of them are in California or Washington. So, like Fresno, Modesto. But the other two cities, one of them that, that, that listens to this show, because I know we have a station that reaches it, is Anderson, South Carolina. Believe it or not, 
number eight on the list. So if you're in Anderson, South Carolina, guess what? You need to be extremely careful. Also, those folks living in Michigan that listen to the show or those people living in New Mexico or Texas, any area that borders Canada or Mexico is also extremely hazardous as far as getting your car stolen. Now, how about if you want to get your car stolen, what kind of car should you buy? (laughs) Well, number one on the list of car stolen vehicles is a 1994 Honda Accord. So if you own a 1994 Honda Accord, you may want to consider getting those little things that you put on the lock knobs (laughs) and doing some other things to protect yourself. Maybe get some type of a car alarm system or something, because apparently that's the number one car that they're looking for. Number two is a Honda Civic, 1995. Number three, a Toyota Camry. They like these Hondas and Toyotas. Interestingly, number four is a 99 Chevrolet pickup truck. And as you go down the list, you'll find most of the cars are in the 1990s, early 2000s, because those are the ones that have the easiest systems to bypass. So if you're in that mid-90s to late-90s era of cars, really, these are cars that you need to think about how you can protect yourself. Now, what are some other things you can do to get your car stolen? One of the best things you can do, really, is they say intentionally park in the back of parking lots where there's less lighting. <laughs> so you want that car stolen, you look for the place where there's not much lighting because that's, that's where the thieves are going. They like those the back of the parking lot. And the other thing they love is when you leave your purse or your wallet, you know, right there where they can see it on the front seat. Oh, yeah, that's a no-brainer. That's the one because you know what's going to happen. They're going to break into the car just to get that. And, oh, while I'm there, <laughs> I might as well go ahead and take the car. Now, here's the scary part. Would you believe that over half the cars that are stolen were not locked? And 15% of them, they made it extremely easy. Leave the keys in the car. Leave the car unlocked. That's a good way. But do you know what your insurance company may do if that happens to be your case? Because you're, you're, you're leaving a thief up in a position to go hurt somebody by doing that. And a lot of ways <laughs> that people get their car stolen is they leave it running. One in three people admit it to doing this regularly. Leave your car running during a quick errand. You're depositing mail or you're getting a library book. You're going to run in. You're just going to drop off that movie at the red box and you leave your car running. Well, guess what? There's a guy at that red box that knows you're going to do that. He's standing right there. He can get in your car faster than you do. So watch out. Guess what? We're going to hear that testimony coming up in this next segment. We're going to talk electric. There's so much Christian Car Guy show coming at you. You got to share your heavenly heritage, though. We're going to talk about that, too. So stay tuned. So much. Christian Car Guy Show coming at you. I'm driving a stolen car Way down on Eldridge Avenue Each night I wait to get caught but I never do. Well, I'm driving a stolen car through the pitch black night. Yeah, I keep telling myself someday I'm gonna be alright. Are you? Putting a stumbling block in front of your brother by allowing your car to be easily stolen, leaving it running with the keys in it, or just leaving it unlocked. 
putting, leaving valuables on the seat? Are you putting something as a stumbling block in front of others? Things to think about. And if you've got a story on how you got your car stolen or some other question, comment, be sure and call us. This is the Christian Car Guys Show. We'd love to hear from you. 866-348-7884. Now, we do want to mention Jerry Mathis, usually our Christian, or he is our Christian body shop guy, is in Jamaica on a mission trip this week. That's not why he's not with us, but we can be praying for him. He asked me to mention that to you all. They can use the prayers as they reach out in the name of Christ out there in Jamaica. He's going to be filling in for me while I'm on vacation next month on the third Saturday, and I'm sure he's going to have a lot to share from that. Now, the Share Your Heavenly Heritage Contest. What goes on with that is we're asking you to, in more than 200 words, in other words, 200 words isn't many, but go to ChristianCarGuy.com and write out your testimony and enter it. So guess what? You can save the next generation. Give your relatives something to hold on to in case... (laughs) You know, something ever happens to you, but this testimony that we're fixing to play is extremely powerful, and it's an example of how you might change. When you listen to this testimony, think of the people out there maybe struggling with Mormonism in their life or something like that. Listen to what this lady experienced as we uh, get a peek inside someone's testimony. I began working for Medicare in 1982. In 1985, a lady named Glennie came to work as the manager of my department. As most people in Utah do, that she asked me if I was Mormon. I said no, but my husband and kids are. This was usually an answer that satisfied people that there was hope for me too. Glennie stunned me by asking, why? What do you mean, why? She said, why would you let your kids go to that church? I gave her my standard reasons. They teach good moral values. They have wonderful sports programs. They belong to the Scouts, etc. Glennie asked me if I realized the Mormon church was a cult. Of course, I said I didn't believe it was a cult. Glennie began to give me information every day to show me the various aberrant teachings of the Mormon church. She also backed up her allegations with actual literature from the Mormon church. Each night I would try to discuss what I was learning with Bogey, but he absolutely would not listen. I would try to show him the literature, but he said he didn't need to look at it because he knew that the church was true. He said that Glennie was a troublemaker and I should stay away from her. After about a year, Glennie hit me with a zinger. Did you know that Mormons believe they can become God? I was devastated. I said, there's no way my husband and kids believe that they can become God. I would know that. I was very defensive because deep down, I knew she would bring me proof that what she was saying was true. Sure enough, the next day she brought me the LDS book called The Gospel Principles. It explained the law of eternal progression to Godhood. My heart sank. I felt so guilty that I let my kids get involved in the Mormon church and didn't know how I would ever get them out. I still didn't have a relationship with God, but I had hopes that my sons would someday. I went home that night to confront my husband. With a rum and coke in one hand and a cigarette in the other, I said to Boogie, you got my kids into a cult and you think you can become God? Needless to say, that didn't go over well. Boogie looked at me incredulously and said, what in the world are you talking about? He went on to tell me that he had never heard such a thing and I needed to stay away from that crazy Glennie. When my 17-year-old son Rob got home, I asked him if he thought he could become God. I will never forget how my heart sank when he looked at me, hands on his hip, and arrogantly said, I know I can, Mom. I said, I want us all to go to Bible study and do a comparison between Mormonism and the Bible. Both Bogey and Rob said they would absolutely not to go to any Bible study because they knew that the Mormon church was the true church. Surprisingly, my 14-year-old son Steve said, I'll go with you, Mom. 
I later learned that a few weeks prior to this conversation, Steve had sneaked out in the middle of the night with some older friends. One of the Freds had stolen the keys to his sister's car and taken it for a joyride. Steve was sitting in the very back of the hatchback when one of the girls said he could move up to the back seat and she would sit on his lap. Seconds later, the car was rear-ended and the place where he had been sitting was demolished. He knew he would have been killed if he hadn't moved to the back seat. He said he heard an audible voice say, if you had died, you would have gone to hell. This was a kid who didn't even believe in hell, so it shook him up pretty badly. So when I mentioned Bible study, he was ready. Bogey was adamant that Glennie was wrong and the Mormon church didn't teach that men could become God. He refused to look at any evidence. He said he would ask the Mormon teachers who came to visit monthly. When the visiting teachers came to visit, Boogie was extremely upset when they confirmed that they believed that they could become God. He ordered them out of our home. We eventually visited an Assembly of God church during a Tuesday night youth service. We were so impressed with the love we were shown by the young boys in the group, Steve gave his heart to the Lord that night. The following week, an evangelist visited the church and preached every night for a week. When the altar call was given, Boogie raised his hand. When the evangelist invited those who raised their hands to come forward, Boogie stood up and started pulling me down the aisle with him. I remember thinking that God might save him, but I knew he wouldn't save me. I repeated the sinner's prayer along with all the others that night. Then they asked us to follow the counselors down to the fellowship hall where we would go be given information. I thought, here we go. Now they're going to tell us we have to speak in tongues to be saved. When that didn't happen, I was pleasantly surprised, but I still didn't believe I was saved. Two weeks later, it dawned on me that I had been going to sleep every night. The insomnia I had suffered with since childhood was finally gone. I realized that God had really touched me that night at the altar. I finally began to trust him for salvation. Boogie's life changed so dramatically that everyone took notice. My life changed too, but not as dramatically as Bogie's. Later that year, our older son Rob gave his heart to Jesus. Both my sisters and their husbands, Bogie's oldest daughter, Rob and Steve's wives and children have all been saved. We have also seen many of our friends come to the Lord. I know this has been a long testimony, but believe it or not, I actually shortened it a lot. Thank you so much for motivating me to tell you this and write it down. God is so good. So much can happen when you share your heavenly heritage. Oh, my. That's an amazing testimony we got from this contest. Go to ChristianCarGuy.com, please, and share your heavenly heritage. We got Don in East Bend. He had his car stolen. Let's hear from Don. Don, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. Well, what happened? Well, I had a a conversion van I bought new uh, many years ago. And uh, I had it in the dealer, so I, I could say, uh, if you want to get your car stolen, take it to the dealer. Oh. <laughs> he'll, he'll take care of it for you. <laughs> but it was Well, it Don, was we got I hate we got to go to a break. That, that testimony was long, but we'll get you right coming out of the break. And then we got this great electric news that you're going to want to find out about. So everybody stay tuned. We're going to hear the rest of Don's story, how he lost his van so that you don't learn, lose yours. And we got a lot more coming up. Stay tuned.
I am telling you, this segment promises to be electric. It absolutely does. We're going to get to that in a minute. But I should say before we go any further, that um, testimony that you heard, Linda, out of Salt Lake City a little bit earlier in the show, you can listen to it at ChristianCarGuy.com at the podcast session to the whole thing because that was the second half. The first half actually had my daughter playing Linda as a young girl, our producer for a long time, and Christian Car Girl Beth Ann McBride is the one who played the part of Linda as an older person. So, and again, that whole pot, that podcast of just that testimony is available at ChristianCarGuy.com if you have somebody struggling with that, 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 that could help that. But when we left our hero, Don, he'd taken his, his nice van to the dealer, and what happened, Don? Well, uh, I had it in there for, for some work that needed to be, they needed some checks and things. I had less than 3,000 miles on it, and, and I got a call from them, and they asked me, to, did you come and pick up your van? And I said, no. He says, well, we just kind of wondered. And then he says, uh, <laughs> we've got it on the lift right now. We're working on it. And I said, well, okay. And I got off the phone and I said, something doesn't sound right here. They asked me, did I come and get it? And then they tell me they got it on the lift. So it obviously had been stolen, but they were hoping that I had come and got it. And so I says, I'm going to have to go down there. And when I got down there, they, they told me that it had been stolen. They had left it out in a parking lot with the keys in it. And uh, some young fellows from Chicago came in and uh, and, there and grabbed it, and they pulled out of the dealership so fast they sideswiped uh, another car. But anyway, uh, they had it down in Chicago, and they were started to strip it, and somebody in the neighborhood was kind of suspicious that a new new van would be sitting in the alley being stripped. And this was a few weeks afterwards or something like that. But anyway, they, they eventually found it. But I told the dealer, I says, I will never take that car, that van back. I says, I don't know what they did to it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he says, he says, well, I'm not in the insurance business. It's your car. But I stuck to my guns, and I eventually got a, a new one. I didn't have to take that one back. Well, there but, you, go. Uh, you know, it was, their, it was right in the police report that they left the keys in it. So it was their, their responsibility. Isn't that amazing? And, uh, 15% but, of the people that get their car stolen. They leave their keys in them. I mean, it's just, it's a scary thing. Yeah. Well, Don, I appreciate you calling and sharing that testimony so much. Oh, you're pre- welcome. God bless you. Well, as I promised, this this segment was going to be electric, and it really, really, really is. We have Michael O'Brien with us. He's the marketing manager for Ford's new C-Max. This is actually, it, it almost seems like it can't be true, an affordable plug-in hybrid. That's what I'm hearing, a, an affordable plug-in hybrid. Is that what's happened at Ford, Michael? <laughs> Well, hi, Robbie. How are you? And it's, it's good to be with you. And um, we got a lot of exciting news on some new products and, uh, um, and electrified products, which are everything from all electrics to traditional hybrids, are coming in a lot more different forms and a, and a lot, more, uh, lot more affordable products coming going forward here. It's going to be an exciting next six months. Yeah, I saw the early numbers on the C-MAX um, in, in the 25995 range, something like that with destinations. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So C-Max Hybrid will be an all-new product uh, here in North America, and it will be a hybrid-only product. So you'll be able to get a hybrid and a plug-in version of this new C-Max, um, and the pricing starts at $25,995, which is uh, the most affordable uh, hybrid that Ford's ever offered, and it's the most affordable um, u- hybrid utility. And we call this vehicle utility because although the C-Max is car-based, 
Um, it has a high roof line. It has a hatchback with an extended cargo area. So it really provides uh, what we think is the, the, the magical um, combination of fuel efficiency and versatility for a customer. Yeah, and if you're wondering what this looks like, if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, i got a beautiful picture of it from several angles and a YouTube video of some people demonstrate some of the features we're fixing to talk about. Talk about. But one of the things I think a lot of people think when they're talking about um, – this type of hybrid is there's a huge amount of tax credits available, like $7,500 in certain circumstances. This being a plug-in hybrid, it's going to be available for all that, isn't it? Yeah, so um, um, the federal government and, and many state governments and some municipalities all have different programs um, to try to uh, you know engender more carbon-free driving and more efficiency amongst their, their citizens. And so right now, um, if it's an all-electric vehicle, the federal government provides $7,500 rebate, um, and at Ford, our Focus Electric uh, that we launched uh, in the spring uh, is available for $7,500 with a $7,500 federal rebate. Um, now, the plug-in hybrids, of which this uh, CMAX has a plug-in hybrid derivative, which is just fantastic. Um, plug-in hybrids, just so the um, audience is aware, essentially is just like a traditional hybrid with two differences. One, it has a charge board. So you can plug it into your garage at home and fully restore the battery. And two, uh, the battery is a lot larger, and therefore you can drive a lot greater distance on electric-only mode. So on our C-Max plug-in, um, Robbie, you'll essentially be able to drive 20-plus miles emissions-free, gas-free. Um, and after that, once the battery is depleted, then you drive just with a traditional uh, hybrid motor with an internal combustion engine for another 530 miles. Um, so the total range on our plug-in hybrid is 550 miles, and the federal government will be providing an incentive for that as well. Um, not $7,500, but it'll be in the 3750 range, about half that number. But also, from what I understand, like 97 miles to the gallon while you, while you take it through that entire range. Am I right on that? That's correct, yeah. So the EPA test cycle is a combination of the electric miles as well as the internal combustion miles. So the CMAX hybrid will, or excuse me, plug-in hybrid will get a, a combined EPA rating of 95 MPGE, uh, which is equivalent to miles per gallon, which is really, really exciting. And I got some cool stuff I looked at. And I, they have a new thing. They got this thing called a smart gauge and an eco guy. But the one that fascinated me, the brake coach. Now, I never needed coaching. <laughs> My wife always helped me in that area. <laughs> but what, I mean, this isn't a backseat brake coach. How does this thing work? Well, essentially what it does, as you know, um, hybrids, uh, the, the, um, the battery um, is, uh, generates electricity via brake regeneration. So every time you hit that brake, 95% of, of, uh, of that brake friction, that brake heat, is retained. Um, by the battery so that you can use it for, for power and, and, uh, and use less fuel and use less of the internal combustion motor. And what the brake coach does is the brake coach um, helps you be as efficient as possible with your braking so you can retain up to 100% um, of that, that friction and that, that uh, heat. Um, so if you're doing a lot of kind of herky-jerky, you know, uh, wide open throttle, slam on the brakes, wide open throttle. It's, it's not a very efficient way to, uh, to capture that energy. Uh, but if you're driving in a, in a more measured way, in a more conscious way, the brake coach will tell you when you're retaining all of that energy um, and being able to use it for emissions-free driving. That is, that is so cool. And uh, if you go to the YouTube, <laughs> christiancarguy.com, and watch this, it's really fascinating. They have this thing called 
Park Assist. Now, for those of us who have tried parallel parking here downtown, this is the moment of truth. You know, there's 40,000 cars around you trying to get by and all that stuff, and now you got to put this car in this little bitty place, and guess what? Park Assist, if you see how it handles it on YouTube, it's so amazing. Uh, again, it's at ChristianCarGuy.com, but that Park Assist thing is so cool, Michael. It really is. Well, you know what's neat, uh, Robbie, is that in the past, um, fuel-efficient products and hybrids were, were compromised, kind of small, um, you know, uh, didn't have a lot of feature content because we were trying to keep all the weight out, et cetera. Um, and in the, this next generation that, that we're launching here this fall, these are real cars, um, more horsepower on C-Max than almost every C car, almost every compact car in the segment, in addition to, you know, 47 miles per gallon on the hybrid and, and 95 miles per gallon equivalent on the plug-in hybrid. Um, and one of the things that they also get is all this feature content. So the, the hands-free liftgate, right, your, your, your hands are full at the grocery store, you're coming out to your car, all you do is swing your leg. Um, under the rear fascia, and and the lift gate opens for you if you have your keys on on your person. Um, uh, active Park Assist, the same way. These are technologies that used to be in luxury cars, and and now on this twenty five thousand uh, dollar C Max hybrid, this this uh, uh, this feature content will be available. Really cool. Really enhances uh, the ownership experience. It even hooks up to your smartphone, so that your smartphone will tell you, hey, guess what? There's a charging station coming up, <laughs> whatever the situation may be. Right. Yeah, that's right. So um, on our Focus Electric, which is our all-electric products, and it, on our um, C-Max plug-in, we call that our energy, C-Max Energy, there is an app uh, through the Apple Store uh, called My Ford Mobile, free app. My Ford Mobile allows you to be talking to your electric motor, whether you're in the car, whether you're in bed, whether you're uh, you know, at the dentist's office. You can, you can look at your smartphone and figure out how much charge I have left. Do I have enough charge to get to the next... Uh, next station or next destination without charging up. Um, you know, um, just as you said, it, it enables you to find the nearest charging station. And one thing that's really cool is, um, you know, the night before, let's say you're, you're getting ready to go to bed and you say, hey, tomorrow morning, I would like to, it's really hot out there. I'd like the car to be about 71 degrees. On your My Ford Mobile, you can set the temperature you want the car to be the next morning, and it'll draw that energy from your house, from your, uh, you know, with, with very cheap utility rates in the middle of the night. Get that temperature right for you so you don't have to waste any uh, any of your car's power to get your temperature right the next morning. How cool is that? Well, Michael, we really appreciate you being on with us. All that new Better idea stuff coming at you from Ford. God bless you. And a lot of the stuff, 2013 models, it's it's right here, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is, Robbie. Yeah, in the next next six to eight weeks, your Ford dealer is going to have all sorts of new products. Uh, fuel efficient, affordable, and really a lot of fun to drive. And, and we really appreciated the time with you this morning. It's awesome. And again, you can find out all about it at ChristianCarGuy.com. Watch those videos. Very cool. Thank you again, Michael. God bless you. Okay. Take care, Robbie. You too. All right. Well, we wanted to talk a minute about our Jesus. We have a couple updates on our Jesus' labor love. That's where we have this ministry through the Christian Car Guy that's been so amazing for us. It's free car repair labor for single moms and widows across the country and Every week we have something new and exciting happen. As we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, we have a real need in Charlotte. We have actually a waiting list of seven ladies, and, and that's how badly we need car repair for them. As, interestingly, though, this week I get a, a request from Indianapolis, Indiana, Indiana, where we don't have a, a radio station, and so I don't have any outlets at all in Indianapolis. 
so as is always the case when I get something like that, I've had them in Amarillo and different places that that got it through the website or somebody heard it on the, online, heard our show online, and they thought, well, let me see what I can do. So I get the and, – and what I always do is I first of all pray, you know, God help me with this because I don't know how to help this lady. And she had a serious problem with her car overheating and not being able to start and stuff like that. It was older Pontiac. And I often will just Google where the person is and look at the different repair shops that are in their area, you know, within four or five miles. And just like the last time this happened to me, (laughs) on the second phone call, praise God. I mean, on the second phone call, the, 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 when I explain, you know, it's kind of a funny phone call. Hi, this is Robbie Delmore with the Christian car guy. I have this ministry and I need free car repair (laughs) for a lady that's in your area. And the second phone call, the guy goes, you know, our owner is a single mom, and I know she'd want to know about this. Let me put you on with her. Next thing I know, I was talking to the owner, and she said, well, I can't put a new engine in her car, but if it's something inexpensive, we're going to go get it. We're going to fix it. I called the, the lady in Indianapolis. Just She was so blessed. And, and I say all this to say I appreciate everybody's prayers for this ministry. We really need some help in Charlotte. We really need more outlets down there. We need people. But, but however you might volunteer, you just go to christiancarguy.com, and see, but it's a wonderful thing to see how God continues uh, to take care of these ladies. Now, in our appraisal by the Real Black Book, that's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding, the Share Your Heavenly Heritage Contest. We've been talking about it all morning. You had a chance to listen to that one entry. Guess what? We need your entry with as few as 200 words. The drawing, first drawings coming up. Next Saturday, we're going to be giving away two $500 vouchers for a pilgrim tour to the Holy Land. We're going to give away an energized day retreat, the complete thing for your pastor to have one of these energized retreats, which we've talked about before on the show. We gave away sometimes they're a trip to the races, sometimes they're a trip to the mountains. Whatever your pastor says, we're going to try to make that happen for him. And it could happen for your pastor. You just need to enter. Or you might win some of the other prizes that we're giving away in later drawings. But the real reason that I want this to happen is described in Acts and in, in the Psalms is I'm really hoping that by having this testimony for your family and more, you know, you, more testimonies, the better. You can get your grandparents, you can get your parents, because this is where the power is, according to 1.8. It's you will receive power from the Holy Spirit when it's come upon you. You'll be my witnesses. Well, you're witnessing what? You're witnessing the power in your life. Now, this may be your conversion testimony, but it may be a healing testimony. It may be you're in a bad accident. I don't know. But when you listen to this psalm, it gives you an idea of what I mean by testimony. It says, things we have heard and known, things our ancestors have told us, we will not hide them from their descendants. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord. That's what the testimony means. It's a praiseworthy deed of the Lord, his power and the wonders he's done. Psalm 102, 17 and 18. He shall regard the prayer of the destitute. When were you destitute? Like I was this week looking for help. And he won't despise it. This will be written for the next generation to come that they will yet they will praise the Lord from people yet created. In other words, these things that God's done. Now I want to tell you some more about all this, more about the Share Your Heavenly Heritage Contest coming up in the last segment of the Christian Car Guy Show. You can enter yourself. Do it today. ChristianCarGuy.com.
You are listening to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show in our appraisal by the Real Black Book section, where we talk about, you know, how does God affect our lives, whether it's buying cars, selling cars, but in today, we're talking about the Share Your Heavenly Heritage Contest that's at ChristianCarGuy.com. It, it, it's a testimony thing, and so I get a lot of questions about, Robbie, what is a testimony? Is it my actual conversion? But it's actually, anytime you interact with God, you can be a witness. And when you're a witness to how God worked in your life, however that was, that is, in fact, a testimony. And to be able to hold on to those testimonies is something your family would love to have. I just heard this week, I was at the Romans 8236 body shop in Greensboro, and the friend there was telling me about how He'd recently been at this funeral, and he just had one story to share with the family where he knew that the deceased had interacted with God. That wasn't written, and it wasn't complete, but can you imagine how your relatives might feel if they had that story? And sometimes people say, well, Robbie, I want to write my conversion, but it's not that that dramatic. I was only seven years old. Well, last last week in my um, Sunday school class, actually, I asked one of our other um, teachers to share his story. And he said, well, it's, it was just that I was a young man. It's not that big a deal. I said, well, it's not that big a deal, but it's got to be because Jesus saved you, so let me hear it. <laughs> and he says, well, I was 14 years old, and for some reason, even though we didn't go to church that morning, my family wasn't, I decided to get on my bike and go to church by myself. I said, now, that's not dramatic that a 14-year-old decides upon himself to go get on his bike and ride all the way, and I knew how far he had to ride. It was about six or seven miles to his church on his bike. I said, and then did you sit with a bunch of friends in the youth group or something like that? And he goes, oh, no, I was sat by myself. I said, really? And then he said, the pastor gave the message. And I was convicted that I really had not walked with, you know, that I really needed to be white as snow. I needed that blood. I needed that whole thing because I, I felt the shame of what it is that the way I'd been running my life, even at that young age. And I, that's not dramatic. That's not life-changing. That's huge. How precious would that be for your family to have a hold of for generations to come? Your great-great-great-great-grandson might someday get a hold of that and see his own sin. That's why we are asking you. For the sake of the contest, yeah, we want to give away the $1,000 of the prizes, but what we really want to do is for you to share your heavenly heritage with the next generation. If somebody's going to leave this earth, wouldn't it be nice to have your parents testimony or where God interacted them in a healing or someplace where they could actually testify how God had worked in their life. The thing I'm telling you right now is that, yes, the drawing is next week, but but more than that, do it now because tomorrow may not come for you. And your family desperately needs this. So you got a minute right now. You got 20 minutes. Sit down, write it down, submit it. It will be there or give it to your family if you don't even send it at christiancarguy.com. Make sure they've got it. Because, you know, that's really where the rubber meets the road. We're talking about, if you're just tuned in, it's the Share Your Heavenly Heritage Contest. We are asking you in 200 words or more. I'll take as many as you give me. Like Linda's testimony you heard earlier in the show, it was long, but I love it. Give me as many words as you want. Share your heavenly heritage. And guess what? This, this, these praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, he'll be the hero of these testimonies. And these will be given out to glorify God for all time like Linda's was to thousands of people on the air. If we, we're going to dramatize these as we can, and we'll be playing them. But if you don't want yours shared, you just tell me, Robbie, I don't want this shared. It's between you and me, I, but I do want to write it, and here it is. So do it now. 
do it right now. I'm telling you. All right. <laughs> well, I certainly want to thank you all for listening to the Christian Car Guys show this morning. It's our listeners that make the show. I want to thank Michael O'Brien with Ford. Talking about the new C-Max, you can find out all about that at ChristianCarGuy.com. My wonderful producer, Alex, and call screener, Mandel, our engineer, and the wonderful, wonderful radio stations that carry the show. I thank them all so very much. Make sure you take care of their sponsors or whatever you need to do to support your Christian radio station. This kind of broadcasting is desperately needed out there. Remember that Jesus is labor love. You can be praying for that. Maybe you would... Like to take part in it somehow, go to ChristianCarGuy.com and find out about that. If you want to hear that testimony, Linda, you want to share it with some Mormon or something, go to ChristianCarGuy.com and slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years. Share your heavenly heritage. I'm telling you, do it today at ChristianCarGuy.com for the next generation. Do it now, and I mean right now. <laughs> Have a great afternoon. Thanks. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.